Hello, welcome back. This is your host, Susie Welsh. And this week on the podcast, I got to interview Latina. Latina is the founder of Marley and Moo Maternity. And their whole mission is to prepare, educate, and support your family through the entire pregnancy process. So that means from, you know, the moment you get pregnant to postpartum recovery and beyond. Latina started out in human resources, as you'll learn, and then transitioned to become a doula and then launched this incredible platform, which is based out of Houston. However, they are also virtual. So if you're looking for doula services, please check them out. I think you're going to really enjoy this podcast episode. I had a blast chatting with Latina It's always fun to talk about postpartum care because no one really talks about it and it's thoroughly enjoyable to chat about it with someone who is so well-educated and informed when it comes to how to support you during the labor and delivery process and then when you're at home with your little one. So please enjoy our conversation. me a little bit about your background and how you made it from D.C. to Houston and started your work as a doula. Yeah. So I originally went from D.C. to Illinois. So I was in school still at the time. And so I transferred from D.C. to the University of Illinois for my master's program where I obtained my master's in human resources and industrial relations. But just to kind of give you a background about myself, I've always had an interest in babies and birthing. And prior to getting into human resources, which is kind of a career I just kind of stumbled across, I was on the career path or the hope to be an OBGYN. So in high school, I take AP courses in medically focused areas. And I also did what they called was an externship with an OBGYN office in Kalamazoo, Michigan, which is where I'm originally from. Okay. And so I actually got to see my first birth and deliver my first baby as a senior in high school. And it was amazing. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. But what I didn't like about that career path was I saw the doctor constantly in the hospital or at his practice and kind of working in those 24-hour shifts, sleeping at the hospital and that kind of thing. And I also had a chance to meet his wife and she was very vocal about how difficult it was being married to an OBGYN. So I knew from a young age that that wasn't going to work because I've always wanted to have a family. My parents and my mom, like my sisters and everyone always told me that I would be the one to have all the kids and lo and behold, I am. (laughs) So I the one and only to have kids in our family up to this point. But yeah, so I knew I wanted to have a family and that career path just wasn't going to work for me. So I went to undergrad, started off in psychology with a minor in business, and then it kind of curtailed into human resources. So having no idea about what midwives were, I didn't know that was even an option. If I did, I think I would have maybe become a nurse very early on and probably done the midwifery task or maybe even started the doula career path a whole lot sooner. So after moving to Houston, I was here, kind of a transplant by myself, met my husband in 2009, and we got pregnant in 2010. And it was 
something that he really introduced me to. So I was always one of those people that was like, nope, give me the epidural. I don't want to feel anything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go through labor. I don't want to know what that looks like or anything like that. Well, you also and, saw it when you were in high school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I was like, that looks difficult. So uh-huh. I was always like, don't want to do it. And I didn't really even know what natural labor looked like. Like never was introduced to that before. And my husband's got three sons already, so I've got stepsons, and they were all born via cesarean. But he had educated himself on the birth process with his ex-wife, and so he introduced me to the movie The Business of Being Born and talked to me about what natural labor looked like. And so I was like, okay, let me watch this thing. And then after I watched the movie, I was sold, right? I was like, that's what I want to do. I am totally against giving unnecessary money just so insurance companies and hospitals can make a bunch of money off of me. And he kind of challenged me and anybody that knows me knows I'm up for a challenge. Right. Mm -hmm. So he challenged me to have this unmedicated birth. And so I ended up having one and went into it, educated myself on what that looked like and just kind of rocked it out 16 hours. It was really, really, really hard. (laughs) I'm not going to say that it wasn't. I don't know how any woman or female does that. It's just having seen so many births myself. I feel like I'm still in your shoes where you were like, no, if I'm going to, this is how I'm going to do it. But yeah, that's incredible. Thank you. But yeah, it's kind of like you have to get into a mind space, right? And I've pledged sororities and fraternities. I've ran track. I've done certain sports here and there. I like lifting weights and things like that. And it's kind of the same thing. And I tell all my clients, like, what brings you to that mental space where you have to totally tune into yourself and tune out the world? Mm -hmm. And that's where you have to go, you know, like, and if you're not able to get there, it can be more difficult. But if you can, then that's where you need to be. And so, yeah, it was all about not listening to really anybody else in the room, but listening to my body and what it was telling me to do. So in 16 hours. And then after that, I was still working in human resources. So she was around two years old. I started to kind of have what I say is like a midlife crisis. And I really wanted to find out what my passion was. I wanted to give something like worthwhile. I wanted to do something that represented something other than sitting in an office in a cubicle, punching away at keys. And then also my company that I was working for, we were terminating a lot of people. I worked in oil and gas at the time. And so lots of terminations and reduction in force going on. And it was just, it was very difficult. So one day I called my husband. I sat outside of our building for about an hour and a half and could not pull myself to get out of the car. And by the time I did get out of the car, I knew that something had to change. And so that's when Marley and Moo pretty much came to fruition. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I knew I needed to do something. And I knew it had to revolve around babies. So it originally started out as a baby planning company where we were going to help moms just educate them and then help them with their registry and all of the fun stuff. And then I also took yoga training because I wanted to do prenatal yoga and teach that. And one of my yoga students or peers told me that I should be a doula. And so she introduced that to me and I said, okay, like, I don't know what that's going to look like, but I'll definitely try it out. Uh I went to the training and about two weeks later, I actually got a job offer for a work from home position. So still in HR, 
but it opened up the space for me to be able to do births and go to births at night and then be available to support my team the following day. And so that, it just unfolded and the universe really provided for me at that point. And it's grown from there. And we've been around for five years. We've helped well over 250 plus moms and families in the Houston area. And it has been an amazing journey. That's incredible. It's so interesting that after watching the movie and then deciding to do a natural birth, you didn't actually have a doula, it sounds like, to guide you through your own first birth, right? Yeah. So I had a friend. Okay. I guess acts as a doula. And a lot of people are like, oh, I have to hire a doula. You can. You know, it's nice to have somebody that has been trained, certified, and can technically call themselves a doula. But what a doula is, is basically just a mother's helper. And that's what it actually comes from the Greek term and word for mother's helper. And so if you have somebody there helping you, then essentially that person was your doula. And I had a friend of mine who acted as such at that birth. Again, I didn't know what a doula was when I had my first one. I just knew I needed some help. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so she came and she was with massage therapy background. And she came and she gave me counter pressure. And I don't even think she knew what technically she was doing. She just knew what I said felt good. And that counter pressure and the hip squeezes and her rubbing me down and getting me water when I needed it. I mean, it was everything that we as doulas do. She just knew and saw that she had a friend that needed help. And I think instinctually as women, we just do, you know. And so, yeah, she acted as such. That's amazing. I... Don't remember, I mean, when I worked as a labor and delivery nurse at a big hospital here in Philadelphia, I don't think I ever remember seeing anyone with a labor doula at that hospital, which is fascinating to me because I remember learning about doulas in nursing school. But, you know, you learn a lot of techniques, too, as a nurse. You know, you do what you can while also doing a lot of the medical (laughs) components, too. But I think you're right, just having someone in the room who can have their eyes and focus on you and your needs to guide you through the process is really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And just to know that you've got this kind of consistent person there with you that's been with you before the birth, you know, because our services actually start prior to usually. Okay. Uh, We usually hire us around second trimester, third trimester. And we start building a relationship with the family, the mom and the dad before birth actually happens. And then I always hear, my clients always tell me, as soon as you walked in, like, I felt good, you know, like I felt good about it. I felt in a safe space. That just speaks to being comfortable with people that are around you because, yeah, you've got the nurses and the doctor and you want to trust that they're going to have your best interest at hand or in mind, but just knowing that you have somebody that you do trust and you have a relationship there who's going to be there to hold your hand through it all. I think that's very, it helps to empower them so they don't feel as lost in the moment. That makes total sense to me. And to have a doula there, right? You know that that person is going to be in the room with you. Whereas when you choose maybe your midwife or your OBGYN, that's not necessarily going to be the person delivering you. So while you have all these prenatal care visits with someone, that's ultimately likely probably 90% chance that is not going to be the person that would deliver you. Yeah. In a normal hospital setting. Realize that. (laughs) Right. I don't think they understand going into it 
the fact that that could change. And yeah, you've talked to your doctor about everything that you want, but what if your doctor is not there? And have you asked the questions to find out if the other doctors in the practice also practice the same way your doctor does? Because if you don't start to have those conversations and you don't know that, you could be caught off guard by quite a bit on the day of labor when somebody else walks in and tells you that the plan that you just made with your doctor is out the window and they don't practice like that and you have to burst with legs up, back on, you know, with your back down and that catches people sometimes because they've talked to their doctor about birthing in other positions. So being educated from the beginning is very, very important. And that's one of the pieces that we help make sure our moms that they have from us. Yeah, I think a critical component of a doula could also be to your point of having a different person there that's actually going to deliver the baby. If things go awry, having your point person in the room who can help sort of talk you off the ledge or walk you through things or reassure you or help you understand when to advocate for yourself. I mean, when you're in pain or in the labor process, you're not always going to be able to probably vocalize. So just having someone almost as your advocate too is really important. Yeah. And I love what you said, like advocate for yourself. I think one of the misconceptions that people have about doulas is that we're going to go in and make the decisions for you when that's not necessarily the case. Like we're there to make sure you have the education and information and feel empowered to make the decision for yourself. Right. Because we can't tell the doctors what they can and can't do to you either. Just right. like they can't tell you what they can and can't do to you. So you have to be able to use your own voice and feel comfortable in that and know that the decisions that you're making are based off of information that you have. Yeah. A lot of times as patients, we forget that we have rights or that we do have a say. Not always, but we can be a part of the decision-making process. So Don't forget that if you're pregnant and listening to this, because it might go out the window in the delivery room, but just remember that or remind your partner. So I do want to ask you about, because it sounds like, so we meet you in our second trimester and then you're there during the delivery process. Could you just walk me through specifically maybe some examples of what a doula might do besides help educate and advocate, but maybe physically? how it works. And then do you also do postpartum doula support? Yeah. With Okay. We do. Yeah. So aside from educate and advocate, it's a lot of hands-on. So a lot of hands-on counter pressure, massage, rubbing the body in a certain way that brings release and tells the body to release and let go and bring all the energy downwards. Right. So there's a lot of stroking downwards and We also do acupressure on certain points in the body to help manipulate what's happening to baby. So there's certain points actually on your leg or on the tops of your shoulders that can help bring baby down and open up the cervix. There's a pressure point on the outside of your pinky toe that if you stimulate that, if baby is in like a occiposterior position, we can flip baby. So by stimulating that point. And so we do all those types of things to help kind of ease labor, if you will, and help the process to go a little bit smoother. There's also been where we can help to reduce labor time, helping to get the body up, moving around, rotating the hips, doing circulate, getting the mom on a birth ball, bouncing with the mom on the birth ball, all that kind of stuff helps 
to make labor go a little bit easier. And then we also help guide moms with breathing techniques. So we'll teach moms about how to breathe deep and make those guttural noises because that's what you need to really get through birth, right? And there's right. Not, we don't want to do those high squeals or anything like that that they used to teach us during that heavy, heavy You know, know, so we teach them to breathe in through your nose and let out through your mouth and make a sound, like make noise with birth. Like it doesn't matter if you sound crazy. We don't care. It's your birth experience. So growl, moan, groan, whatever you need to do to help open up the pelvic floor because all of that is actually connected. So the more relaxed you are with making those deep guttural noises, your pelvic floor actually relaxes and helps baby to come down and open up. So we help guide moms with that. And then from a postpartum perspective, my team actually does postpartum recovery services. Okay. And so that includes services like belly binding, which is something a lot of moms have never heard of and don't know about, but it's based in a lot of ancient traditions. So we usually see it in like the Malaysian, Singapore, Asian tradition. Yep. We also see it in the African tradition where they go in and bind up with like sheets. And so you're bringing the body back together and rebinding there. And we also do vaginal themes. I have a chef on our team who does mm. meal delivery that's specific for postpartum. So she's making meals that actually rewarm the body and bring heat back to the body to help with that recovery. And then we do placenta encapsulation too. So we can talk about that if you want to. That's like a good hot topic. And so the vaginal steaming to me is like, I don't promote that or believe in it, but to each their own, I think we can all have different ideas of postpartum recovery. But those are interesting techniques. And especially with the heat, the hospital I worked in in L&D in postpartum was really close to Chinatown in Philadelphia. So a huge majority of our patients or my patients were Chinese. And so a lot of it was about the heat and the belly binding and lots of hot liquids and hot soups and which is so different from the typical American culture of I just remember having to be so cognizant of not giving them ice water and remembering to do like lukewarm and all those things. And yeah, just that's important to be aware of too, of maybe when you are on the postpartum unit or an L&D, just remind your staff or the team that's there taking care of you in the hospital, hey, these are my cultural beliefs and traditions and they should absolutely respect those I just yeah, think that's absolutely. And I think just educating moms on what postpartum looks like. So <laughs> yeah. Like you said, it's not something we traditionally do in the Western society. No. But those Eastern countries actually have a lower level of postpartum depression than we do on the West. Right. And so taking into account, what are they doing different? You know, well, they take care of the mom. Over there. Yeah. <laughs> they let the mom rest. We all switch to baby-friendly hospitals. I don't know if this is a thing in Houston. But in Philadelphia, all of the L&D hospitals switch to baby-friendly. And I feel like it just completely hurt the postpartum recovery experience in the hospital because they would close the nursery so women have no chance to rest. And then I feel like you're just setting them home exhausted and setting someone up for failure. And as a nurse, like I couldn't even do my job of trying to teach you any postpartum instructions, which, you know, at Binto, we try to give you all of that ahead of time so that you're prepared postpartum rather than in the hospital having it be the day that you leave. 
So I don't know if you see any of those things in Houston, but that's why I'm so fascinated by having a postpartum doula. And I think everyone should have access to that recovery because it's so critical. Yeah, we do see a lot of baby-friendly hospitals. I think the majority of the hospitals now in the Houston area have identified themselves as such. And I think it makes a huge difference on the postpartum, but unfortunately, it's almost like they're trying to get a title. Yeah. (laughs) They're still missing the mark, you know. We need more and in our society and I think in our medical care. We just need more, especially for birthing moms. I mean, just from the perspective of the leave that we get. It's not enough time for a mother who just Mm -hmm. went through nine months of her entire body changing and then birthing a baby, which feels like you're getting hit sometimes by semi-truck, right? Your body (laughs) has to recover. Uh-huh. And we don't allow for it. We expect for our moms to bounce right back and be six weeks later back at work. And in reality, our mental and our bodies are not ready to do that. There's sometimes when I do placenta encapsulations, I'll show them the size of the placenta so they could see what's actually healing inside of them. And I tell them, if you had this scar, right, if you had a bruise or a scar this size on the outside of your body, how would you take care of yourself? You know, and I ask that question and they're like, oh my gosh, I would not move. I would sit, relax, rest. I'd probably make everybody, you know, cater to me and milk it really and just make sure that everybody was loving on me. And I said, well, you have that same size of a scar on the inside. So why aren't you doing that to yourself? Because in reality, you still have that, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's very eye-opening to a lot of our clients when they get the opportunity to see the size of the scar tissue that is forming or healing within them. So that's a great way of putting it. I would not have thought of that before. So I know you do the postpartum recovery, but I have heard of some of my friends getting postpartum doulas that also will basically come to the home and help mom out in the recovery process, plus do additional support tasks like helping with laundry or cooking or the baby. And really what I love about a doula versus let's say a baby nurse is that, like you said, you get to know the family. So maybe that's, you know, mom and partner or mom and support family, whatever it is. And then postpartum, when you're in the home, you're sort of a unit to help readjust or transition during this phase. And for couples who it's their first time that's a big thing I hear too, is that they just didn't realize the shift that would happen or how to communicate effectively yeah. with their partner afterwards about their needs. And because you said, you know, you have a huge scar on the inside and maybe because they can't see it physically, it can be challenging for a partner to relate or understand why you mom really need to be taken care of too. It's not just yeah. about a newborn. Part of what like said our service, we go in and help the mother recover, but also transition to motherhood and reminding them that they've got it. And sometimes we find that a lot of moms, they just need an extra ear to listen. Yeah. They just want to make sure doing it the right way. They want to talk about swaddling or how do I pick a breast pump? And it's simple questions like that. But that alone is very empowering too to a new mom to know that she's doing it the right way. And really, is there a right way? You know, it's kind of because of whatever really works for your family and helps to save your sanity, that's the right way. You know, there's no work that was made specifically for you and for your baby. So it's really about figuring it out for what works for the two of you and for your family. So being that extra person that they can talk to to tell them, 
that they've got it and they're doing great is hugely beneficial when you're feeling sometimes lost and alone in that transition. Yeah. So not all of us are in Houston, but how do we find out about you, Marley and Moo, the incredible services you provide? And then what would you suggest to anyone sort of like outside the Houston area? How might we be able to best access a doula or find someone? Sure. So we actually just kicked off in 2020 virtual services. So I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, that's Um, great. Yeah. So we actually have the ability now to support clients virtually. We have a virtual doula service that we're actually building out. So basically, if you just need somebody to educate you on birth, labor, what the natural ebb and flow looks like, give you some access to talking through your birth plan and coming up with the different options or understanding the different options in birth. We will go over that with you. And then we will also provide virtual support over the phone with your husband and you on the day of labor. So we have that. And then we also have different consult sessions that you can schedule with us to talk about postpartum. And we'll get you ready to go with your postpartum recovery plan. We make sure you think about all the different ins and outs and things that some moms just don't think to consider when they are bringing home babies. And then we also do virtual consult as well. So if you're planning for cesarean, or again, if you just need to do a consult to discuss different birth options and your birth plan, we offer that as well. But if you are in the Houston area, or if you have Instagram, we can be found at at Marley and Moo on Instagram. So it's M-A-R-L-E-Y-A-N-D-M-O-O. And our website is MarleyMooMaternity.com. So yeah, that's how you find us. Great. Thank you. And then before we wrap up, I have two burning questions. First is, do you believe in a birth plan? I'm just curious. Uh, (laughs) That's a good question. That's a good question. I believe in being educated and knowing the options. Okay. Okay. But I don't believe in making a hard set plan and thinking that you're going to in any way stick to that hard set plan. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, because birth goes in so many different directions, and we find that moms who make that hard set plan and they're like, I'm going to do this, and I'm not going to do it any other way, sometimes they're setting themselves up for disappointment. Right. So it really is more about understanding what you value and what you're trying to achieve. Like, what is the feeling that you want to get out of birth, not the ins and outs of the medical interventions and things like that. But if you want to feel empowered and confident at your birth, you can accomplish that no matter how your birth turns out. So I like to make sure that they're focusing on those key words about how they want to feel versus what they want from a medical intervention perspective. Yes, I love that answer. <laughs> I could not agree more. I feel like so and many... the nurse, I'm sure, love that answer. We actually find a lot of our nurses in Houston love the Marley Moo team because we operate a little different than yeah. some. I can tell. If you don't get it, we're there to support and be an extra piece of the pie, not to take over, right, the doctors or the nurses that are in place. So that is not our role. And we will not fight with the medical doctors or anything (laughs) like that. We, again, are there just to be supportive and make sure the mom has the best birth that she can. Yeah. And that's 100% necessary. So everyone has their own role, which we need. So this brings me to... 
than no one ever told me. And like I mentioned earlier, we hear this all the time at Bento. I feel like specifically with fertility, pregnancy, and then postpartum is no one ever told me X, Y, Z. So I'd love to hear from you what is one no one ever told me that you have that you would want other women to know. Hmm. No one ever told me that it's really, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that pretty much sums it up. It is hard. Yeah. Ladies, and that's okay. And you have to make plans to make sure that you feel supported. But yeah, I feel like nobody ever told me that breastfeeding was going to be as difficult as it was, that I was going to be as hormonal as I was, and especially with my first baby, because I didn't know what was happening to me. I just knew that I was crying all the time. Mm -hmm. And then now understanding it with my second child, I was able to put things in place. But with the first one, yeah, girl, nobody ever told me it was going to be so hard. So if I can share any advice to the upcoming moms out there, know that there's going to be some times when things are difficult. And if you have to look at your partner and open up and communicate with him or her and be vocal about how you're feeling, then do that because you're not alone. All women have felt it and you're not crazy for feeling it. So yeah, that's a great one. Thank you. I think it is hard. I have not gone through it, but having seen many parts of the spectrum, it looks unbelievably hard. And I'm glad I've seen it. Sometimes there are parts that I wish I didn't know yet, but that's okay too. Yeah. So thank you. You're very welcome. It was a pleasure talking to you. And, I know. Um, I hope that your listeners out there learned a lot. Oh, I have no doubt. Just to reiterate, everything is hard when it comes to labor and delivery and postpartum. And I cannot thank Latina enough for having that as her no one ever told me moment to share with all of you who are listening. Don't forget to please leave us a five-star review wherever you are listening to your podcast. And next week, Andy and I are going to be breaking down another topic. So please send in your FAQs to upyourglow at mybento.com. Cheers. Cheers.